You are listening to ID Miami, where we bring you the best of dance music. Here is your host, Sebastian Caballero. Another episode of ID Miami, getting you ready for the weekend as we always do. I'm Sebastian Caballero. Joining me today is a Miami DJ, Miami producer, new up and coming artist. His name is Brian Softwell. What's going on, my bro? What's going on, Sebastian? How you doing? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling. You know, uh, shit slowly but surely going back to normal, which is great. That's a great sign. Uh, you know, it, the, the year has been a little shitty, but we still have like three months to kind of make up for all the, you know, the summer. Yeah, things are picking back up too. Yeah, yeah, man. Super, super important, brother. Let's get right to it. So, if you're listening to this episode and you don't, if you can't connect the dots here, you can't put two and two together of where Softwell came from. Uh, we're, we're, we're in some trouble. That's all right. We'll, we'll explain it. Uh, obviously, Hardwell had to play a big role uh, in your life at some point, right? Like, I, I think he played a, a big role in all of our lives. But talk to us about the impact that Hardwell had, not only in uh, you and your music, but like your passion uh, and love for this genre, for, for EDM, for dance music. You know, it's it's funny that you say that because you're probably one of the only people that has ever been able to identify that. And I feel like it's majorly because it, it wasn't such a big genre as it is today. But um, yeah, man, you know, the name came from Hardwell, obviously. And I, I made my Twitter one day as a joke, you know, it was back in like 2011, 2012, Hardwell was just blowing up, you know, number one DJ on DJ Mac, top 100 and all that stuff. So I made Softwall as a joke and um, it could just kind of stuck, you know, people at school and high school started calling me Brian Softwall, everyone just started calling me Softwall back then. And um, everyone thought it was actually my last name. And when I started producing, I figured, you know, Brian Softwell already has a nice ring to it. Everyone already knows me as that. So I might as well just kind of keep it. Um, I didn't want to make it Softwell just so I wouldn't <laughs> rip Hardwell off all the way. But, you know, definitely has a lot to do with Hardwell. He's definitely a big inspiration for me. And one of the reasons why I even started listening to the music in the first place. Well, I feel like when you pick a name that's not yours you wanted it to be something that people would remember that's easy to, to pronounce and all that so like brian softwell sounds legit you get me like it, it sounds legit so yeah. definitely I'm like a fan of those name and last name aliases for example you know porter robinson calvin harris those aren't all their real names martin garrix those aren't their names but it sounds like a first name and a last name i'm a fan of that as you can I mean, see it's, it's all good like i said it's easy to remember and it's something that actually means something to you, which is which is cool. Definitely, um, definitely. So even though Hardwell is really the reason why, the main reason why you, you kind of got into this, like you said, you know, you kind of came up with this one uh, back in 2011. Hardwell was just blowing up, you know. But his genre of music, now he's very diverse, especially like, like later on he got really, really diverse. But you've, you've come out of the gates and just been producing house, tech house, things like that. What went into you, uh, you know, steering in that direction instead of, you know, dropping uh, Big Room or something like that? If you told me to produce 
uh, to produce, sorry, not produce. If you told me to produce about five to eight years ago, I would have definitely made Big Room, um, progressive stuff like that. Because, you know, that was the thing back then. EDM was a whole different genre back then. I, I, I called out the golden era around 2011 to 2013. The golden that, age, baby. That's really, yeah, that's really where, where EDM was blowing up. You know, you had all of these crazy emotional songs that just don't get played as often anymore. Um, but I really, I, I looked into production seriously after EDC Orlando 2018. I saw Kezo and I was like, whoa, I need to give people this feeling. You know, I need people to, to experience the happiness I felt in that crowd. And um, yeah, man, I saw, I saw Fisher. I mean, I, I, I learned about Fisher that same year. And I realized, you know, that, that kind of groove, that, that feeling that house music gives you, that, that, that heartbeat that makes you race and, and just that, that, that how, how do I explain it? You know, just the difficulty it is to stop moving when you listen to house, that's what I love about it. So that's really what pulls me to house. I always end up back in house. It's that thumping, that groove, you know, I just, I can't get over it. I can't get enough of it. So tell us a little bit. Yeah, tell us a little bit. You said that you, uh, it was 2018, yeah, EDC 2018. I mean, I, I feel like every artist that I've had on here, when they talk about when they first started, it was always that one festival. It's always that one uh, festival, one event, one set that just changes, that just turns the light switch on, man. But uh, um, before that, were you at all DJing? Were you producing at all? Like, is, is, is that really when you're like, all right, no, I got to get myself either a controller or something like get this thing going or like was this you know were you a dj at all before this before you started producing so i used to dj way back on my laptop i never had a controller i never had any of that stuff and equipment i just um set key binds on my laptop keyboard and i would dj that way you know it got to the point where i knew my binding so well that i was basically a laptop dj you know but not your casual one you know i was able to throw down sets without any equipment um, I tried producing when I was maybe 14 or 15. I opened Ableton and I closed it immediately because it was scary as hell. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, and, and all this terminology that I just didn't really have the grasp of back then, it, it threw me, it, it steered me away from the course for a while. But after I saw Kazo at EDC, you know, his, his introduction to the, to the set, you know, his big dramatic intro with the orchestra and stuff like that, it was just, it was a feeling that I definitely want to go off to someone else. You know, I'm not even looking to make a living off it. I just want people to love my music. I want people to have a good time to my music. It's really what it's about to me, you know. Tell us about that, though. Uh, you're, you're uh, you know, getting into production and, you know, how you said, you obviously had to face some challenges getting back into actually production and, and you know, learning what it is that you know now. What were some of the challenges uh, that you experienced easing your way into uh the the uh, into producing music oh man <laughs> what isn't a challenge in production here's i i would say a, a big obstacle is one i'm very impatient i, I want to be the best i'm very competitive in the sense that i know what i have what it takes because when i want something i get it so i'm very confident in my talent and in my skill you know my brother and i have always had an ear for music my brother used to be a drummer at a, um, a pretty good drum line back then. He was a Matter Academy, a high school, and um, they had a really, really good drum line for 
that era at least. And he always had that ear for drums and, and percussion and stuff like that. I just always had the ear for bass lines and melodies and stuff like that. And I never played an instrument my entire life. I played the recorder in elementary school, but I'm sure everybody else did. Um, it just, it clicks in me, man. It just, it, it's something that, that drives me. And when I started producing again and I made my first track, it was horrendous, but listening to who I look up to shows me that I could get there at one point. Um, pretty big challenge is wanting to sound like them when you have to sound like your own person, you know, wanting to have their quality, but you don't have the time under your belt to have that quality of, of production. So it's a lot of things that really play a role and it's a lot of mental barriers too. And um, pushing past that is where, where I've seen myself grow the most and I've seen my production skyrocket within a year. You know, it's only been a year of production and I'm producing up to par with a lot of friends that I have that have been producing for, you know, five years and so. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've listened to a, a, a few of your tracks, uh, probably the more recent ones, and it's like the first time that I came across one of your songs, I was like, damn, this shit is fucking fire, and I was like, who the fuck is this? I was like, oh, bro, this is Brian Softwell. Uh, for those, well, I know that you guys don't know this, but Brian's a really good friend of my little brother, Alejandro. Shout out to him out in Detroit, living it up. Um, but it was, it was him, you know, because he's always playing these, these tech house songs. Uh, some of it's uh, I really don't even know, but that yours was one of the tracks that he had dropped. I'm like, damn, this is this is pretty, uh, this is pretty fucking gas. And uh, uh, he's like, yeah, bro, that's my boy. So um, your sound is actually really, really good. Let's talk about which, by the way, we're gonna listen to uh, a lot of his tracks here in the mix after this interview. Talk to us about some of the projects that you got going on right now. You were telling me uh, before the interview about this new track that you're excited to uh, kind of show off here in the mix. Oh, man. Oh, it's, it's just, it's what everything I wanted it to be, you know. Um, I actually found out a, about a uh, an artist and DJ named Maxine. She's um, She's been on Tool Room and, and huge labels like that. You know, it's basically one of my biggest idols apart from people like Clooney, you know, Chris Lake, stuff like that. But she's a more, I wouldn't say underground, you know, as she's already signed to a pretty big label, but she just doesn't have a massive following the way they do. And she has these grooves and these these bass lines that just, they, they feel like they move, you know, they feel like they're, they're, you're, you're moving, you're part of it. And I referenced a track, you know, in production, you usually, or there's a good tip, better said, there's a good tip where you get the track and you put it into your project so you can keep listening to it. You know, you, you keep using that track as a reference. Okay, maybe a vocal should come in here the same way it did on that track. And maybe I should add this the way they added that on their track. So you could just kind of refer to it that way, you know where you're headed and you're just not going into a project line, you know? And um, I just, I, it's just everything I wanted, you know? Her, her name is Maxine, big shout out to her. Um, one of my biggest idols of the moment, if not one of my favorite DJs of all time. And I just had a conversation with her on Instagram. Super sweet girl. She's very helpful. Went out of her way to help me out a lot, actually. So very glad I was able to talk to her. And hopefully you guys enjoy the new track, you know? So I have my last question is a little bit of a two-part question and a little bit of uh, an extended question. You did talk about the reasons why you started producing, why you started DJing, because you wanted to give... 
uh, people that feeling that you got during a specific uh, set, during Kazel's set back in EDC 2018. Um, I have a short-term goal and then a long-term goal. Uh, this is obviously what, what your, your why, right? Why it is that you do it. But by the end of 2020, what is a short-term goal that you have Picture yourself back in January of this year, where you were and where you see yourself, where you want to see yourself at the end of 2020. And then long term, what is your ideal, like, I made it moment? Where would that be? That's a good question. Um, Short term goals, really, by the end of 2020, I just want to figure out my sound more. You know, I really like where I'm headed with my sound, as you'll see in this first track. It's a, what I like a lot about house music. It's very alive, very beautiful is a way to describe it. You know, they have a great singer on it. They have very strong voices. Um, and I just, I, I, I want to keep headed in, heading in that direction. You know, that's for 2020, I want to keep that sound going. I really like where it's headed, like I said before, you know, and um, I want to see where it takes me. It's a big part of the sound of the labels that I look up to. So hopefully it'll end up somewhere I want it to. Long-term though, definitely, definitely has to do with the labels. You know, I'm sure every other artist you ask for long-term goals would be, you know, playing shows, playing labels. Um, I'd love to sign to Tool Room Records, Solar Records, Solo Toko, stuff like that. Those are all very big house labels, tech house labels. Um, I really want to play more shows, but I can't play shows right now, obviously. And I'd want to collab with a few artists, you know, Noizu, definitely Maxine on there. Mark Knight is a huge idol as well. Um, it's just endless goals, you know, production really never ends. So to put, to say it as a goal is just a checkpoint, you know, cause after that goal, there's always going to be another goal to hit. I really like what you said there. Um, I got to give you credit on that. So usually when I, when we talk, even though it's a short term goal, you know, somebody will say something like, you know, uh, you know, I want to release on this label or I want to release on that label. What I love that you said, you're just like, you just want to keep improving your sound. So you're not even thinking like not, and, and you know, it's, it's one thing for somebody else to say, but like for the own artist to kind of say like, you know, I, I know where I'm at, but I know I can still get better. And short term, like I, I still see myself getting better. And that's where I want to be at the end of the year. Uh, that's awesome, man. That, that's that's super awesome. That you yeah, know. you know, I, I, I've always said I believe in my talent. I know I'm talented because I put in the work, you know, I, I do what I do. I definitely feel like it's what calls me on this planet. I've always said, I was put on this planet to make music. And I didn't find that out until I started producing. And I was like, wow, this is really what caused me. This is really what I need to do for the rest of my life. And saying there's an end goal for me is unrealistic. You know, sure, when I made it, it would be, you know, I play at a show at a big festival, obviously, or play at a big uh, club, produce a collaboration with a big artist. But to say there's an end to it, really to me isn't isn't true you always improve in music and any long-term producer will tell you that awesome brother hey i want to thank you so much for coming on the show dude it was great talking to you no man thank you hope you guys all enjoy um i'm not gonna do no shameless plug you know i don't have anything to plug but 
Remember my name. That's all I got to say. Sounds good, brother. Hey, talk soon, man. Not bad for a first interview with Brian Softwell. Shout out to him. Big things coming for him in the future. He's made some ridiculous tracks. Uh, you will listen to them in just a second. Before we get to that, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all platforms. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you go ahead and do that ASAP. Let's not waste any more time. Let's send it over to Brian Softwell. He's going to kick things off with a new unreleased track. It's called Rejoice. Get ready for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Softwell on ID. Miami. Time to go back to the old 
go, bring her right back.